Durant. Fouled. And if it's on Tucker, that's going to be his fourth. As Tucker and Durant get into each other's face. All you got to do is listen to the fans at American Family Field, and you can tell number 22 stepping in with the bases loaded in a tie game. He'd like to drive one here if he could get one to hit. Ground ball towards the middle. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Tap Room Sports Podcast. A sports podcast unlike any other podcast around. That's right, because it's about two of the greatest things on this planet, sports and beer. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Let's here with my co-host and my partner, as always, Mr. Big Ballin' Ben. Larson, what's going on tonight, Ben? Not much, man. Enjoying uh, enjoying the weekend. Getting ready for uh, for a long week. It's going to be hot out here, so... Got to cool. gotta get some some good light beer in this week. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, you know the Bucks won today. Obviously, uh, you know some things happened which helped them win, which we'll get to later. True. Um, uh, but it was a good day, man. Built a built a barbecue that had like nine thousand pieces, so that was always fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Great day, and we are, too, expecting a ton of heat out here in Vegas this you week. You always man. are, though. <laughs> yeah, and not only this week, though. It's going to be, like, 117 on Thursday. Oh, man. Fuck that. I'm, I'm like, not happy with my 100. Oh, good. It just dropped down to 99 as I uh, opened up my uh, my app. So, <laughs> even that, though, that's that's way too hot for out here. Way too brutal. Hot. Yep. Brutal for San Jose, man. But yep. excited to be here. As always, every single week, talking about sports and beer, and yep. I'm definitely sipping on some good beer tonight, which I'm very excited about, man. Hell yeah. So before we uh, get into what beers we're drinking tonight, we got to say that we are brought to you by Tavour tonight, and um, man, make sure to go to Tavour or Tavour.com or go to the app um, and put in promo code TAPROOM when signing up to get 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. They've got great beers on there, updating every day, um, and man, I I buy a ton of beer off of Tavour, and just one of my beers is going to be off Tavour today. Um, the other one's uh, from a local local bottle shop because you got to support them too. But um, yeah, so a big part of the podcast is Jordan and I are going to be drinking and reviewing, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of local beers, a lot of beers throughout the United States. Um, Basically, because we love beer just as much as we love sports, and hey, they go hand in hand. So, uh, you know, we want you to get out there, check out those local breweries, check out uh, the bottle shops, you know, check out small breweries from across the states, and uh, man, try something new. Everything's always changing, your tastes are changing. So, uh, you know, maybe try something that you wouldn't normally try, and uh, definitely get something better than that water beer. So, Jordan, tell me, uh, tell me what's on uh, on tap for you tonight. Tonight, I am drinking. So I'm drinking two beers from the same brewing company, a okay. brewing company I've never had before. So I'm drinking this uh, first one is the Hilltopia Blue Raz Mystic Lemonade Sour Ale. Wow! The only reason why I caught this one is because of the can, Ben. Oh, Does that remind nice. you of anything? Reminds me of middle school. There's a drink in middle school called Fruitopia. Oh, yep. Absolutely. And it has like the same kind of thing going on. So I was like, all right, I definitely got to try that one. Yeah. Uh, So this is a sour ale. It's very light, 4%. 
Um, so, you know, we're talking about the heat coming up summertime. Like this is a nice little sipper on a hot day, yep. barbecuing, hopefully not overcooking steaks. Uh, <laughs> but if you are, you just drink more of these and it's all good. Exactly. It tastes better as you get there, huh? Yeah, so I'm looking <laughs> forward to this one, man. But what are you sipping on tonight? Um, so I am sipping on a beer out of uh, out of the Pacific Northwest. This is out of Portland, uh, and it's collaboration. So this is uh, a collaboration with Ecliptic uh, Brewing Company and Vaughn Ebert Brewing Company, um, both out of Portland. I have been to Ecliptic before, and I do have to say their beers, uh, I mean, I tried a flight when I was out there, um, and then I've gotten, I think, three beers from my uh, my local shop. This is actually from uh, Tavour, too. Um, so nice. they are, they're stepping up in the beer game, but they are all quality beers. Um, I was telling Jordan before we started the podcast, I'm, I'm bummed my, uh, ecliptic glass is, uh, sitting in the dishwasher right now. So I don't, I don't get the full effect of it, but, uh, it's a, it's a, a kind of a sour ale, I guess I'd say mostly just because of, you know, what's in there. It's got blackberry and Meyer lemon. Um, so you do get a little bit of a bite to it, even though it's not technically a sour, um it's using strata and mandarina bavaria hops uh which i haven't uh i don't think i've had before so coming in at a six percent it's uh it's a good one to uh again to to drink on these hot days hell yeah man well i'm looking forward to hearing that review of that beer and we got we'll definitely be drinking another beer on this show and we'll be talking oh, yeah. about that as well Let's hop into sports, man, because we got a lot going on. I keep saying this every week because, I mean, this truly is the time where we're like in the midst of uh, the playoffs and we're about to be in a, you know, sports drought here, Ben. So we got to yep. enjoy it while while it's here. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be talking a lot of baseball. <laughs> a lot of baseball <laughs> and a lot of just like drama, basically, because yeah. there's not going to be much to talk about. So I'm, I'm soaking it up, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll have the Olympics here... going too. That'll, oh, I that's right. Dude, that, we do so. have the Olympics this year. That'll be nice. We'll get a little bit of extra content there. But, uh, we will. Yeah. We will. And then I'm sure there will be some good stories out there. Yep. And then we start, uh, you know, working on APR, which again, everybody out there, we're dropping APR July 8th. Uh, we're going to start with, who are we starting with? The uh, NFC South. We're going to be going through division by division, um, you know, putting things out for the overs and unders for each individual team. It's going to be a ton of fun. And we're going to make a lot of money on those bets because so, hey, 17 keep, games this year. If we keep rolling like we are on Square Sharks, yep. we will definitely be making money. So y'all definitely want to tune in for that. Well, let's talk some NBA playoffs. So, Obviously, let's kick it off tonight because, you know, I talked about it, uh, you know, earlier, but Kyrie Irving went down with a what looked like a bad, gnarly high ankle sprain, and those are never easy to recover from. Yep. So, and also before the game, I should mention that Steve Nash was asked the timetable on Harden's return. He basically was very mum on it. Like, I don't – basically sound like you don't think he's coming back. Yeah. And well, I don't were... mean to make a joke of that, but – you know, the way Nash said it basically was like, to me, it sounded like he doesn't think he's coming back. Yeah. And I think it was Chuck talking tonight after the, uh, the uh, Denver and Phoenix game. Like, even if he does come back, like you're going from zero to a hundred really quick. I mean, within two days and nope. with a hamstring problem, you can't do that. You nope. cannot do that whatsoever. Even if you have a day or two, you know, in, in between there, um, so that's, man, if, if Kyrie's hurt, 
you know, bad enough to not play five. And, you know, again, Nash after the game, I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't look good. At least no. x-rays were negative, but I mean, that just means that there wasn't a bro- broken bone in his ankle. Yeah. I mean, the way he was, like, grimacing while walking to the locker room, dude, like, yeah. I've been there, bro. I've had an, a bad foot injury, too, and, like, those are never easy to recover from, especially because on basketball, it's, like, you got to use your feet, and you're stopping you're and going a lot. Yep. Yeah, yep. so it's it's tough, and, you know, unfortunately, like, I don't think I don't think the Nets will win a game without Kyrie or Harden being on the floor. <laughs> well, we learned a couple of years ago that KD can't do it by himself, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's tough, though, dude, because, you know, I mean, that team isn't built depth-wise. That team is built around three guys, yep. and if you lose one, it's like, all right, we still got the other two, but you lose two, and it's like, all right, now we're in deep trouble. Yep. And you could kind of see it affected the game once once uh, Kyrie went down. I mean, the Bucks just, like, they were already winning at that point. They went on a 19-2 to run, and then they just really just took it over. I mean, Kevin Durant, he had 60 points in the third quarter, but I mean, it, it felt like a very, I couldn't notice it because the Bucks just kept scoring. Yeah. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah. And I mean that, yeah, again, that whole, that whole second half, I think you can really, you know, push to, you know, the, the injury there, they only scored 48 points. Um, well, I guess they only scored 48 points in the first half too, but um you know, that's something as you progress through the game, you're going to be, you know, bumping those up. And, man, you know, that's that's tough. And Very. defensively tough when, when you're going up against, you know, multiple players who are playing out of their mind right now. Like, a lot of guys I've, I've been really impressed with on the Bucks that, that really are stepping up. Um, like, yeah, they might be not, you know, be the top scorers every game, but – you know, the way Forbes is putting down points, the way Middleton, I mean, Tucker, I mean, Middleton, I guess you expect there, but Forbes was, Forbes was good in the first series. He has not been good in this series. And because of that, he barely even played today. He didn't even play until Pat Connaughton got hurt, but then yeah, Connaughton I mean, came back. You're getting 10 points off the bench with him. He's the best bench player that they had today. It depends on, minutes. well, that's what I'm saying. Like he didn't, the game was already over kind of when he played. Yeah. Connaughton was better defensively. That's the problem with Bryn Forbes is he's not that good defensively. Like he could score, but he's basically getting fucking scored on on the other end. Chris Middleton, though, I mean, since that bad first half, uh, first two, first game and first half of the second game, he was awful. Since that second half, though, he's been great. I mean, he looks like a completely different player. And that's why I said, like, even without Kyrie's injury, I do think the Bucks would have won this game. I mean, they just – they looked like they found something today, which could be scary going forward, especially without Kyrie going out. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for Brooklyn, but, you know, it sucks, dude. It's unfortunate, but injuries are part of the game, like, especially yeah. the freak accident that Kyrie had. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just – those things happen, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, you come down which, which the weird thing about this playoffs too, Ben, is like it's really been a battle of attrition almost. Like, yep. you know, AD hurt that t- that changed the course of the Lakers series, right? You know, the Nuggets were playing without Murray from the beginning, which is why you know Portland has issues. The fact they weren't able to beat them. I mean, we just watched what Phoenix just did to yeah. Denver, swept Cape them. It wasn't even yeah. yeah, it wasn't even close. Um, 
so I mean, like, you know, oftentimes the the most fortunate team does happen to win the title, but that doesn't mean that they aren't the best team. It just means they're a really good team plus they're fortunate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of you need luck. They always say um, it's better to be lucky than good, right? Yeah, I mean, if they're at this point, they're going to be good anyway. So just adding that luck on top of it, you know, is definitely going to add, you know, your your push to, you know, get on to that next round. Maybe yep. a round further than they shouldn't have. Who knows? That's, that's right. So, I mean, so how we sit in the playoffs right now, Phoenix going to be sitting for a minute. That's Jazz, I mean, it doesn't hurt, but don't you think it could take away from, like, you know, when you have to sit for so long and then jump back into like a game, like that weight could kind of hurt them though. Cause they're just yeah, chilling. I, I think it's good for, for Chris Paul though, to get that, you know, any extra day that he can take with that shoulder is going to be better for him. Um, yeah. You know, the, the way that they got kind of uh, not necessarily pushed around, but they're definitely not a big team. And, you know, Ooh. the way that they can, the the sons i mean they got aiden aiden's balling out of control yeah, right and, now so i mean even he very was well. yeah aiden was has been on point this whole series um but i mean even even he was kind of grimacing at points in the first two games at least so well, I mean, at this point in the year all i mean these these guys have been playing all year 72 games i mean at this point they're definitely worn out yeah, so i think a week off is yes it, it can you know, stop the, you know, the rush a little bit, but at the same time, like if you're going in healthy, especially against, you know, the Clippers and, and jazz who most likely are going to be going at least six or seven. Yeah. I mean, that, I, game, I, that series definitely going six or seven for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, has to. at this point we're, we'd only be going five, but I mean, I'm thinking Clippers are definitely going to be getting another one and you know, if not two more. So it's the tough series, dude. Yeah, I think it's that's a very be tough series. That, well, no, Brooklyn. So let me ask you this, though, Ben. So now, at this point in the playoffs, all yep. four um, Eastern Conference finalist teams and Western Conference finalist teams last year, so Lakers, Nuggets, Heat, Celtics, are all out of the playoffs this year. Yep. Big part of why the Celtics, um, you know, why they were the eighth seed was because they really haven't hadn't been healthy all year. Neither were the Lakers and kind of for the same reason for the Nets. I mean, uh, the heat, I'm sorry. So do you think that quick turnaround from the end of the bubble to the season has, has that big of an effect on, on that? Cause it was the shortest turnaround in the history of the NBA, the shortest off season. Uh, no, not necessarily, because the injuries that happened this year were not necessarily the ones that were causing problems to the players. Well, no, but you know, this they were, but they were previous. balling out. They were balling till October, and then they had to turn around and do another season. So that could be extra wear on their body. And if you kind of look at the injuries, you know, AD hamstring injury, Jamal Murray torn ACL. Uh, you know, those are kind of injuries that are long term they're not just like freak accidents i mean they can no be, but a, a lot ACL of times is definitely a, a freak accident one you twist wrong you plant wrong uh that's that's definitely not a i i would not say that's a wear and tear injury that's a that's more of but a if you're tired though your body is more susceptible to injury 
Yeah, I, no, but I mean, I'm answering your question. No, I don't think so. Um, you don't think I, the, turn, the quick turnaround had anything to do with these injuries? Maybe some of them, but no, not necessarily the the shoulder of LeBron. The um, well, AD that's why I didn't mention LeBron. I, I think LeBron's are just like freak accidents, like the ankle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but at his with, age, it also doesn't help that he's that old. I mean, it's harder to recover. Yeah, I mean Miami, uh, Miami definitely not. Um, you know, I don't. Did they really even have that many injuries this year? Uh, they I mean, just throughout the year they were they just didn't play. Guys. Jimmy <laughs> just, was hurt for a minute. And... Yeah, again, I mean they they get hurt all the time. Uh, they're they're six five and above. Like they just get hurt easier than you know someone who's our size. So you know, I I think that's the wear and tear of basketball. Um, who did you pick to win the finals? Who was your two finals teams this year? I had Phoenix and Milwaukee. Holy shit, you picked Phoenix? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I also had, well, to get to the the Western Conference, I had Utah and Phoenix. And then once Phoenix beat, I said, if if Phoenix can get by the the Lakers, then they're, they're winning the whole thing. So. Damn, so uh, who do you think is going to win right now? Do you think the Suns are going to win the title? Yeah, the way that they're playing, the cohesiveness that they have, the uh, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility for sure. I mean, if if you look on the, I mean, they're definitely, my opinion, getting to, going to be the the Western Conference, um, you know, team for it. I think Utah's got you know too many issues health wise. Um, does Mitchell, you know, really? You know, is he healthy enough to go another series after going seven games here? Um, Clippers, I think, you know, we've talked about it before. Do they have they, – they haven't shown me it yet. So until they do show me that they're a team that can get there. Uh, I feel the same way about the Jazz. <laughs> they both played each other. Yeah. Yeah, but again, yeah. They're, I, I think them going distance is really going to cause – that that wear and tear it's going to cause that yeah, it's going to be uh, brutal because i'll be two seven game series for yep. the clippers i mean yeah. i think that i think the clippers are going to be the jazz that's just my personal opinion uh i know they lost the first two games but we saw the third game when Kawhi and pg are both on it's like they're one of the toughest teams to beat dude because those two guys can just score at will yeah but they they've got to be on <laughs> That's the big thing. I mean, PG's, Kawhi's been on basically. Yeah, all no, playoffs, exactly. So. PG's got to got to be on, and yeah, and he, he hasn't. He, that's he a, hasn't that's the biggest us, question mark for the Clippers. Yeah, he dude. hasn't shown us throughout. I mean, the last few years that he can do it. So he's yeah, he hasn't for sure. And so that's the same thing said for the Jazz though. You know, like they haven't been able to show me shit in the playoffs. Yep. In the last two, three or four years, and this team is more news per se and last year it was basically the same team and they lost in the first round so that's why i say with them i thought yeah they lost uh now they they lost to the nuggets in the first round in seven games they were up three to one too i thought they went to the second round but oh that was the nuggets yeah and then the nuggets played the clippers remember and they were down three to one and came back and won that's why the the clippers and the jazz are like the two teams to me where they both have to prove it, and they're both playing each other. Yep. Yeah. So I think this speaks volumes. 
me personally, I think the winner of the Clippers Jazz series is going to win the West. Okay. What about the but, East? I mean, who do you? East, I mean, we we know you like Milwaukee here, but uh, how about let's well, just I picked the Nets to win. Remember? That's true. I, I did pick. I picked the next Nets to win the East, and I picked them to win the title. And now I am not com- I wasn't confident in that heading into the series the way Milwaukee played against Miami. Um, especially, you know, I thought even with Harden on the court, and I know that we can't prove this at this point because it hasn't happened, but I do feel like if Harden, Kyrie, and Durant were all on the court, I feel like Milwaukee had the type of personnel to disrupt what they do and kind of not being able to be stopped. With Harden off the court, though, it kind of altered their game plan. That's why I thought the first two games were kind of – you know, fluky a little bit because yeah. it just all it altered the whole series. Not without Kyrie, though. Woo! Yeah, that's a huge hit. That is a huge hit. Um, yeah, that's why that's you know that's why I'm seeing Milwaukee definitely going to take this series if if Kyrie is definitely out. Um, well, he's definitely missing the next two games. Dude. There's no way he plays in the next week. You think the next two? Yeah, bro. I uh, personally, I don't think he's going to play again in the playoffs. But if he somehow plays in the next week, like he'll be at like 50%. Yeah. He will not be effective out there at all. Yeah. The way uh, that other series is going, Philly versus Atlanta. I mean, uh, with DeAndre Hunter out, I think that's a huge hit for Atlanta. Um, So, I think we can we can safely say that Philly's going to take that series. Philly's definitely taking that series. I think they're going to wrap it up uh, on Monday night. I think it's or not wrap it up, but I mean take a three to one lead. Yeah, they probably go home and win the game. I mean they've really figured out Trey Young since that first game. Trey Young went off. They won that game, and they've really kind of bottled him up for the rest of that series. And the Hawks really aren't effective if Trey Young isn't doesn't have the ball in their hands. So that's something that they definitely have to figure out. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think we're going to see, uh, you know, Phoenix, Milwaukee, and then uh, Utah, and then, sorry, um, sorry, sorry, Philly, Milwaukee, and then Utah, Phoenix, you know, for those Definitely uh, conference be Philly. finals there. The one thing that the Sixers do need to be worried about, though, Danny Green is now out indefinitely. Um, so no timetable for him to return if he even does return at all. I know he's only like a 10 point per game scorer, but he's a great wing defender and a great three point shooter and adding switching, giving more minutes to Matisse Thibel over Danny green really eliminates uh, kind of what the Sixers are able to do. Cause Danny green can play defense very well. He's a, a great de- defensive player yep. and great three point shooter. And then if Thibel's in the game, not a great three point shooter, great defender though, but he shrinks up, the court for your two best players in Ben Simmons and Embiid, or you throw freaking cork Maz out there. who's a great offensive player, not great defensive player. So it hurts them. It's kind of um, throws them in a conundrum. A catch 22. There you go. Uh, they kind of got to like bounce or play multiple lineups throughout the game. Yep. And against the Hawks, I don't think it's going to be an issue because I just don't think the Hawks are that good of a team. Well, they're a good team. I just don't think they're on the level of the Sixers or the Bucks or the Nets. 
Um, and therefore, I think Sixers take care of business. But against the against the Bucks or the Nets, if the Nets are healthy, that could be tough without Danny Green, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I I bring up um, DeAndre Hunter, and then you know probably you can throw out. Uh, I know he's been out for a little while, but Cam Reddish. Um, that those are he wasn't that good last year, and we don't yeah, even know if they're two point getters that you know aren't there. You know, that between the True. two, that's probably about 30 points that they're not able to put up. And who's going to who's going to put up those those points? The, on the... Well, Bogdanovich is, and he's been doing it. And I think that's the issue with having those, not DeAndre Hunter per se, but at least Cam Reddish is, you'd be taking minutes away from Bogdanovich, who's been their second best player all, all season. Second or third, depending on how you look at it. John Collins as well. Yeah, Bogdanovich is a shooting guard though, instead of a small forward. Yeah, but they put they have to play Cam Reddish at shooting guard because fucking DeAndre Hunter plays a three. Yeah, in today's well, NBA, there's really no positions. It's kind of you have a point guard, or you have guards, and you have wing, and you have bigs. <laughs> That's how yeah. the game works now. It's crazy, but you're, I mean, damn, Ben, you got both your, your, um, finals teams alive. I only have one finals team alive. I had the Lakers and, and, uh, Nets and fuck me, dude. Right. <laughs> we'll see though. We'll see. Things can happen really quick. So we'll things definitely can see really quick. Let's take a, let's take a break here from one of our top room sports affiliates and we'll hop back in. We'll talk some NHL playoff Stanley cup playoffs, and then we'll, uh, we'll, talk about some other things like lebron going to his son's high school game yep that's true there's With been some Drake. crazy shit crazy shit this week all yep. right we'll be right we'll be back, back. Hey guys, it's your boy Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And me, Steady Eddie Martin. You've seen our picks on Twitter and all our shows on the Taproom Sports Podcast Network. So we're bringing y'all a new show twice a week called The Square Sharks. Yeah, just two guys who love sports that'll help you win money. Yep, so go to www.taproomsportspodcast.com slash square sharks for more info and to subscribe to the podcast. Don't miss out. Do it now. Why throw away free money? All right, we are back and we are talking about beer again because I just had an empty glass and I know Jordan's glass has been empty for a little while. So we uh, nope. we went through those first ones. That was a, that was a light one for me, but uh, this one's going to be a little interesting. But before we get to that, Jordan, tell me what's your second beer? So I'm, I'm sipping on another beer from Southern Grist Brewing Company, which I said I was doing two beers from them today. They're out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Nashville. It's, yeah, Nash, Nashville. Nashville. It's definitely, I think it's it's got to be the first brewing company I've had out of Nashville. I don't recall having another one. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, dude, I, I don't. This one's called the Southern Crisp, though. And this is... Um, unfiltered pilsner delicately Ooh. hop with nelson savine which is like a new zealand hop i guess yep it is and it i uh you know if you if you've been listening to us for a while you know you've 
you found now by now that I like sours and I like very earthy uh, IPAs. So this is like kind of a mixture with hops and a pilsner, right? So I like pilsners too. You're going to get hops in in any beer that you do, but, uh, but but tasting those hops. Yeah. Yeah. Pilsner is definitely not going to be, you know, one of those earthy and and hop forward beers, but oh my God. And that is going to be a beer that you're going to turn to for, um, you know, for those hot, hot summer days. Uh, this the, is definitely the, a hot summer day type beer. I think the Tanaya Pilsner that we both had. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you uh, done that? I've never time? done it on a show. I don't think. Okay. Um, we've we've gone through a few of those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we but, put back uh, a couple. <laughs> we we both have on that one, but uh, that's going to be like the earthiest of the Pilsners that I've ever had. Um, so that's why I love it. Yeah, that's that's part of the reason probably. But man, oh man. I'm I'm definitely jealous of your pilsner tonight. Not gonna lie. No. Well, I'll tell you how it is once I'm done drinking it, Ben. There we go. What are you uh, sipping so on? I uh, I kind of mentioned this last week on the show. I had this. Uh, I've had this sitting for a little while. Um, it's a big one. Uh, they describe it as a behemoth, and I mean, damn, is this a behemoth? Taking a sip of it already. But this is the El Segundo Brewing Company, the Power Plant Triple. IPA. Um, this, is, this is coming in at 11.1%. Um, so definitely one of the heaviest beers that I've done on the podcast. That's for damn sure. Um, I've had a couple of the barley wines, which are going to be a little bit heavier than that 11.1. But uh, I tried to try to stay away from the, the high beers. Anything over, you know, nine, I'm not a big fan of. But uh, this one's been popular, at least here on in California. So um, El Segundo's out of uh, El Segundo, California. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, they're great, dude. <laughs> they make some great beer. Yep, which is uh, it's down by LA, so they're in LA County. Um, again, I've seen this one over and over again on all of my, you know, uh, beer forums, beer groups. So I knew I had to try it. Um, but that eleven point one, it kind of scares me. So they call it a hop cocktail too. It's got Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Amarillo in there um usually you see two of those paired together but uh fuck it let's throw them all in there and uh and i've had a sip it's it's heavy um so we'll see how this goes might get a little slurry by the end hell yeah man i'm stoked to hear about it very stoked to hear about it before we hop into hockey though i do want to bring up um you know we made we made a post about this on instagram yesterday but um ericson from denmark you know, having total cardiac arrest supposedly on yep. the on the pitch. Um, obviously, who knows if he'll ever play soccer again? I guess he his team that he plays for Inter Milan. Yep. Um, I guess there's a law in Italy saying that if you've ever had cardiac arrest, you cannot play professional sports or oh. something like that. Um, yeah, very interesting stuff. But you know, when I read that I was like, well, I mean, that should be the last thing on his mind at this point. Yeah, but yep. one of the most unreal situations that I've ever seen. I mean, I texted you right away and I was like, yo, yep. what the fuck? And I was just like browsing on Twitter. And then all of a sudden I saw hella stuff about it. And I was like, whoa, did you did you like my response, by the way, to what <laughs> to that message that uh, that you sent me regarding that? Like, there's oh, a yeah, getting you, CPR. You said, 
Yeah, you said they're taking diving to a whole nother level, dude. This look, diving look at shit's you. getting out of control. <laughs> and look at you. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, dude, uh, absolutely incredible. I'm I'm a big soccer fan. Um, uh, for his captain, and this is why he's his captain to jump down, make sure that you know he hadn't swallowed his tongue, to be consoling his wife on the sideline there. Um, and that's to, to put your team up so he's not on, on camera, um, getting CPR, getting the defibrillator um, to that, that, you know, the, the head doctor for the team, um, you know, getting there and doing the right things. I mean, it, it all, all of those things saved his life. Um, yeah. And should they have played? No, but um you know, I know that was something that he was, he wanted his team to get back out there. Um, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me that they lost that game because even though, you know, your friend, um, you know, is alive, you still went through that trauma. You're still in shock and it's tough. Shout out to Lukaku too, for, uh, you know, scoring that goal and dedicating it to him. That was, that was cool to see. Yeah, man, and I mean, it's just, it's just unreal, dude. It's like, scary. You're in your, something you don't your, expect from professional athletes. Yep, you're in your prime condition, and out of nowhere, no, no hit to his like, he he just dropped, he just absolutely dropped and and hit that cardiac arrest, and man, that's that's scary. It's very glad he's okay, and yeah. Here goes a, here's to a safe recovery. Cheers. Yeah, for real. Cheers. All right. All right well, let's talk some NHL. Let's get some hockey action. Yeah, so let's talk some NHL Ooh. hockey. We're getting close. We're in the quote-unquote conference semis, even though we have three Eastern Conference teams in this thing, which is a fluke anyways. Yep. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the two teams that would have been playing in the Western Conference Finals played in the second round. Yep. Which was crazy. I mean, first let's talk about that, Ben. We haven't we haven't talked since uh, on at least tap room since this happened. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fuck Vegas. <laughs> you have to. I mean, dude, they won. No, I know. They won four games they in a row. Yep. Pretty remarkable. After getting blown out in game one too. Yeah, like we both said after they got blown out. Like especially me, I was like, oh shit, this series might be over. Like, yep. I was like dominate. You know, what I mean, how Colorado did, and I. Personally, I feel like Colorado is the better team. You know, maybe not. Maybe I mean, obviously they have to play it on the ice. Yep. But I thought coming into the into the playoffs, I thought Colorado and Tampa Bay were the two best teams. Yeah. Well, what Colorado really needs is they they need grit, and you know they need somebody to, you know, you have all your goal scorers, you have your few defensemen. I mean, McCarr needed to step up in those final games, and he didn't. Um, but you need someone who can go out there and, you know, still, still, yeah, get some points, you know, a sister or goal here and there, but to really throw their weight around and, and move that momentum into your side. And they just didn't have anybody out there to, to do that. I mean, I, I'd say probably one of their most gritty forwards is going to be Kadri, and that's a joke in itself. Um, you know, and, and he was out with that headshot. So, you know, it, it, even then I'd be saying the exact same thing if Kadri was in. Maybe they would have scored another two goals, three goals in that series. Is it enough? 
maybe to make it to a game seven, but you know, the way Vegas played and the way Colorado played, I think Vegas was taking that series either way. If, if Kadri was in or not. So do you think the Canadians have any chance against Vegas? Yes, I do. For one reason. And that's Carey Price. Um, really? Yeah. He's been was playing, like 50. He's old. He's definitely old. But the way that he is playing is, I mean, it's the only advantage that Montreal will have over Vegas. You but, think Carey Price, you think the Canadians have an advantage with Carey Price over Marc-Andre Fleury? The way that Carey Price is playing right now? Yes, 100%. I mean, he's, he's stopping 90, almost 94%. I think it was 94, 94, 93. Yeah. 93.5, um, you know, percent of, of shots against him. He's only allowed 22 goals in both series against a really good uh, Toronto team, which they should have beat Montreal. And then a, a strong and pretty damn gritty uh, Winnipeg team. And they just walked all over Winnipeg and, a big part of that was because of Carey Price. So I mean, I was I was shocked that Montreal beat Toronto. I did not expect that. No, no, not at all, not at all. You know, you, you I mean, it's it's going to be on on Denault. You know, he's excuse me, he's their defensive forward, and he's been taking. You know, he took Austin Matthews out. He took uh, Blake Wheeler out. So, you know, if he can stop that first line of, of Vegas, if he can, if he can put Max Pack, who is, it's also funny that he used to be a Canadian, you know, if he can take him out, if he can take Marcheseau out, like that's really, you know. I was thinking about getting a Canadian's free. jersey for this series, Ben. Don't waste your money, but. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't get a don't get a Vegas jersey for it. Oh my god, I can't stand them. Um, but I mean, and it's it's really going to be on. It's going to be. You know, can can they hold them down, and you know, can Gallagher, can Toffoli, can Suzuki, Kikomeni, like. Can they score on more than two goals a game? Because I think that's going to be. I think this is going to be a low-scoring series, because Probably. you've got you've got Flurry, you've got um, Price, you know, Price. So and the first game is probably going to be like nine to two. No. Or five to four. Be. Better not be. I'm saying two to one. Maybe right. three to one. Um, Do you think the Islanders? have a chance of obviously they're up one game and nothing on the lightning. Do you think they have a chance to upset the lightning? Like who? Cause I I'm the only one. So it's funny because you're the one with the two finals teams left. I'm the only one left with a team that I picked to go to the finals here in hockey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you think um, that? A lo- so who do you see winning the East? Uh, this is really a crapshoot to me. This is an absolute crapshoot to me. Um, I think it's funny that we're in the exact same position last year, or this year as we were last year. We've got the Islanders going up against Tampa Bay, you know, in the the Eastern Conference. We're going to call it the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, last year it went to six, so 
you know, what, what type of team are we going to get? Tampa Bay is stacked, absolutely stacked so much so that they circumvented the cap. Um, But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, but I mean, you've got Kucherov, you've got Stamkos, you've got Point, you've got Hedman, you've got Sorelli, Coleman, Gord, Palat, Tom, uh, Johnson, Kilorn. Uh, it's it's just like the the names go on and on. And then you've got, um, you know, you look at the Islanders team and you've got, you know, Bailey, Palmieri, and, um, oh my God, Barzal. So... I don't think that's enough offense to beat Toronto in. I mean, in Tampa. Seven, sorry, Tampa in a seven-game series. Their defense. Yeah, no, is I agree. Their defense is lights out, but you're still going to get. I mean, you got to play your third defensive pair at some point. Even the second defensive pair, you know, once you get past Pelich and Pollock, you know, it's it's just. Tampa Bay has too much. So I see this going to seven. Can the Islanders take it? Yes. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to put money on them. <laughs> yeah. I'm still riding with my lightning, dude. I'm taking them to the Stanley cup finals. And I'm just praying that the Canadians somehow upset the Vegas golden Knights. Sorry if yeah. you're a golden Knights fan. So before we, well, before we go any further, fuck Peter Gore. Um, but uh, let's, I, I want to ask what you think of the whole um, Capster convention that we've been somewhat has been brought to the attention in, uh, in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm, you know, it's kind of, we talk about luck and things kind of got lucky in the sense because uh, what's his name? Kuchasev or Kucherov. Yeah. Kucherov got hurt and they just so happened that you know it's a two to four month injury so they could put him on the IL and use that nine million to sign other players yeah but he's it's a two to four month injury but he has been on the IL for six to seven so, yeah. <laughs> he's but, I mean dude and comes back at a hundred percent they still had to get to the playoffs though that's true very true you know what I mean and they got there without him so you know, it's just part of the, it, it's like with the Blackhawks, dude, man. It's just like things kind of fall into place. And the same thing could be said for the Warriors in, in basketball, you know. Curry had the early career ankle injury, so he was on like a very team-friendly contract and it was able, it allowed them to go get Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it, things just That's fall a into place. Different. That's definitely a little different than... Kind of, but... I mean, sometimes my point is is that sometimes things just fall into place but but they're i mean they held back kucherov for an extra two months month and a half but they were still able to be competitive and be one of the well, best yeah, because teams. they they filled their whole cap up i mean dude so, yeah. so why doesn't every other team do it if it's allowed because well, they can't it's, afford it's to have a nine million dollar player out it, it's not supposed to be allowed you're not supposed to be able to have somebody who's on the long-term IR and still have other like uh, who's who's healthy on the long-term IR and have other there's no way to prove it in his point that's the tough part but yet we know that that's a four four month injury and he comes back at 100 percent and has been skating for two months 
It's a little questionable to me. Fair. Of course, Eiserman's going to do it, but yeah. And of course, the fucking NHL isn't going to do shit about it. So, all right, let's hop into the five minute clinic. This is a segment where we spend five minutes talking about one topic, going back and forth. Usually, a hot topic of the week. So this week. On Saturday, Barcel Sports wrote an article, Ben, about LeBron and his friends being at a Suns game and making it about themselves, apparently. Do you have an issue with this? Uh, you know, LeBron and his friends attending the Suns game and cheering for Bronny I James. don't have an issue with them going and cheering for the game. I have an issue with Drake thinking he's the shit and being, you know, I'm, I'm sure... Uh, pushing those boundaries of where he should have been fucking going after a high school basketball ref like trying to tell him how it is like really come on like that's what you're doing like yeah they come in they, they're sipping their lean in their styrofoam cups and shit like that i know they're not all doing that but you know wheezy's got me that if it's in a styrofoam cup then they're drinking lean but like he just went over the edge if, if I was to go to your daughter's basketball game and I start arguing with the refs over a call, that's that's too far. I mean, it is what it is, if it was, especially if it was a bad call. But he's, he's only uh, doing it because he's a fucking I mean, superstar. I got, I, uh, a, a musical superstar. Who knows, though? I mean, he was only on camera because he's a superstar. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only reason why it was like written like oh this is about themselves because they're big people so people were more focused on taking pictures yeah. of them than they were actually on let's the also game say before itself, you go right? into it sorry uh Coley and, nick that's not an article that you just wrote a fucking paragraph is garbage and um i used to teach my eighth graders could have wrote a better paragraph than that but sorry <laughs> well that's all i was gonna say i was gonna say like this is this is the barstool sports narrative uh they love to shit on lebron they always do and it's, it kind of just goes with the uh well, i shouldn't say agenda of that well, important media yeah. company but i mean like dude they they yeah they market themselves towards you know fraternity white boys and so it's cool to shit on fucking you know I don't want to say liberal athletes, but athletes that do things for the community or that speak up, and for that they've always shit on LeBron. Like, there's everything is definitely has something against LeBron. We've seen it so many times throughout, uh, you know, throughout the the whole barstool history. But I think it was more so. Uh, I think it was more so Drake, and then Drake. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with. We you all know the Drake. real I mean, reason. He was like, he was there. We all know Who knows the what the conversation was, was but... because he he had Billy English, uh, Billy Eilish. Uh, he had um, eleven. No, no, no. He had Billy Eilish was Billy Eilish was seventeen. Um, he had Millie Bobby Brown, who was fourteen at the time. So he's just looking for another high school girl to start texting and getting down with. So <laughs> let's be real with that. I let's see where you're going real. with this. He's just looking for another high school girl. Uh... There was one thing that that, uh, oh, that horrible writer got was that he needs somebody to, to look at, uh, look for, uh, Colin. That's 100%. <laughs> oh, God. 
I didn't even I read the article a little bit, but then I was like, all right, dude, this dude already hey, just taking this a little honest, bit it wasn't too far, article, but dude. It's literally Barstool uh, for you, man. One it's a blog. Two a blog post. It's a four sentence paragraph. It's not an article. But it's yeah. I mean That's shit, crazy. I'll I'll write for Barstool. I can write a better paragraph than that. Yeah, but they won't hire you, dude, because you're not true. racist or Damn. Republican. That's true. You got to be one of the two. Shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it was trash. It was a trash article. It was, it, I mean, it was it's somewhat true. Um, Drake was just going there to get the attention, but you know, I'm I'm glad that LeBron went. I'm of course he should be going to see his son's game. Um, and yeah, wherever he goes, he's going to be a spectacle. That's, that's who he is. Um, and it, exactly. That's what comes well, with life. it. So, you know, good for him to go on. He didn't make a mockery of himself. Um, you know, the, the Amari Bailey dunk was, that shit was nasty. Um, so, you know, them getting off their seats it and, was. and, uh, you know, just getting you know, on the, the edge of the court. Yeah. That, that makes sense. But, um, you know, I still ask the same question. I know we're getting close to our five minutes, but why the fuck was Drake there? Like, Because, dude, LeBron shit. probably paid him to be there. Sorry. <laughs> so maybe I can write for Barstool because I don't like Drake. There we go. There you go. There you go. All right, let's move into Pour Me Another, though. Let's move into, uh, you know, this is a segment of the week. If you guys aren't familiar, this is a segment where we rapid fire back and forth on multiple conversations, usually smaller topics that we uh, don't have time to spend a ton of time on. So let's hop into it. Let's talk UFC 263 with Saturday night in Glendale, Arizona. We had some crazy fights, man. And we had uh, Jamal Hill's dislocated arm flopping around without a stoppage. And then Nate Diaz, I mean, typical Nate Diaz fight gets his ass fucking beat and still almost found a way to to win the fight. Uh, And then Izzy Adesanya, you know, obviously just too good of a fighter in that weight class. And Brandon Moreno becoming the first Mexican-born UFC fighter to win a belt. What was the most impactful or best fight for you last night? It's got to be Moreno. It's got to be Moreno. Um, You know, being from a, you know, a a country that doesn't, isn't necessarily big in sports other than soccer. um, It's great to see it. Okay, I'm boxing. Um, It's great to see, you know, him come in and, and dominate a weight class um he was definitely deserved that i mean he fought a great match um you know and, and the second i'm gonna go is the jamal hill fight um man if you're a referee like these guys are getting the shit beat out of them that's something you have to see that is something that you yeah this always I, I mean, it's something that you have to though. see I mean, the next thing we're going to have is somebody die in the ring. And that's not something I want to see or, you know, pay to see. And, you know, with this being such a strong sport, that's, it's going to be next if these fucking refs. I mean, every week there's a, there's an issue with a ref. But, um, but yeah, sorry. I'm too bad. 
Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, man. Like the referee issue in UFC is getting worse, but I mean, obviously the Brandon Moreno fight was the most impactful. I mean, yeah. I don't think that is even debatable. You know, he was him becoming the next Mexican uh, or the first Mexican national to ever win a UFC belt. I mean, idiot Adesanya though, con- continuing his dominance of his weight class is just very remarkable. I don't even think he's challenged in that weight class. And that fight was hella funny because it almost felt like Vittori, his his whole training camp was spent trying to be Izzy the way Jan did, but not realizing yeah. that he's not as big as Jan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so Vittori thinking he won that match, like, what planet was he on? Dude, there we go. He's been hitting the head there one too many times. That's what that All right, let's move on to next. We've got uh, Antoine Lambert, the security guard employed by Kevin Durant and also on the Nets payroll, charged into the court and shoved PJ Tucker during a face-to-face, um, you know, kind of standoff between Tucker and KD during the game three of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Uh, NBA has now banned Lambert from the rest of the series and will not allow him at Bucks games moving forward. So, I mean, do you think this was over the line or do you think this is justified from the security guard? Not definitely justified. I mean, they, they, NBA had to do this or am I saying that it was was a security guard to run and, and stop the fight? No, dude. No, 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 no. Bro, you can't, we can't have security guards running on to stop interactions between athletes because next thing you know, they're going to have to allow their entourage to come in. And so, yeah. I mean, dude, it's, it's just going to be a mess, bro. Like, you got to leave it on the court. Obviously, that's what the re- officials are there for. I mean, it the dude is totally, I knew right away this guy was yeah. never going to get back in that building. There's no way they would allow that. And I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he doesn't even yeah. can't even attend the Nets games. Yeah, and dude, he, I mean, he threw a shoulder into P.J. Tucker. Um, that was, I mean, definitely worse than what was happening on the court. I mean, yeah, I mean, you saw P.J. Tucker. Um, fuck, I, I forgot what he was saying. Um, you know, you could, you could read his lips on that. And, and this 11.1% got me. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think yeah, called him a bitch, or, or like, what the fuck was that shit? Or like, yeah, you're a bitch, something like that. But like, that was him running in and shouldering him. Even the ref, like when they slowed that down, looked over at him and was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Um, but it was yeah, way too much. Um, you can't have that coming from a security guard. And there wasn't even like pushes thrown. They were in each other's face. It wasn't that wasn't much at all. Not at all. Get out of here. But yeah. Not at all. Alright, some something we've uh talked about the last few weeks though, Ben, is the whole MLB cracking down on the sticky pitcher substance supposedly known as spider attack. Um, this week, Garrett Cole had an interesting answer when he was asked, have you ever used spider attack before while pitching? Give it a listen. Um, I don't... I don't know. I, I, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know quite... I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um, what do you think of that response? All right. Are we eight? 
Are we trying to come up with a, a response so, you know, I don't get in trouble from mom, like, or the principal, like, because we got in trouble at school, like, trying to find a way to, you know, to skirt a question so we can, you know, at least get a little bit of the problem. We obviously know that he used Spyrotech. That's 100% sure um, from his response here. Um, I mean, you even saw it on his face during the interview trying to just go fishing for a response and yeah man uh, that that was bad dude from that, an, that was one of the worst press conferences by an athlete this, i've seen in a while at this point you just say yes and you don't get in mu as much trouble but now it's i'm not even i don't even know how to answer that oh man yeah. you might as yes, well just say yes at that yeah. point I mean the, the the evidence is already there. Trevor Bauer already said he gave it he gave him the substance like he knows. The fact he continued to say like things have been passed down from generations and shit. Oh, I mean just throw everybody under the bus, dude. Exactly. Let's go for it, dude. <laughs> well we're all doing it, so yeah, yeah, if you're, it's not a problem. If you're getting you know, if you're getting it, throw everybody under the bus, man. Yeah. The Jose Canseco of the spider attack, dude. Garrett Cole, bro. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right, let's see. We got one more for the week. Um, and this is really a throwback to last week because, yeah, we, we skipped it. We forgot about it. Um, I mean, it really happened on, on the last day that we were here. We were we were doing our, our stuff, so we already had things planned. But let's go to golf. We got Bryson DeChambeau, who played last week's Memorial Tournament, walking around with PGA Tour security and the local police to throw out people who called him Brooksy. So if you haven't heard, Bryson and Brooks Kupka have been at ends recently. So, you know, it, it really came to light this last week when Kupka had his first attempt at an interview that was leaked they they redid the interview after but the first attempt was leaked and it had brooks rolling his eyes pausing the interview and swearing under his breath as bryson walked by so if you decide do you think these fans should be getting kicked out no dude no fans should get kicked out for calling a golfer brooksy i mean i think this is great for golf dude i mean you're looking if you're the pga you're looking for something beyond tiger woods and you have an actual feud of two yeah. good golfers too like take advantage of it why are you kicking people out for this shit i mean dude it's just it's a honestly pga tour is messing up yeah yeah, and I can get if if they're calling. I think one out of the like ten people who were who were kicked out from the tour this weekend, they called him Brooksy in his backswing. That I understand. If you yell out something while a player yeah. is in his backswing, then yeah, you can you can take offense to that. You can you know, have things. But like as he's walking up to a tee, to have the the um, to have Bryson or his caddy pointing people out to security and to the police to have them escorted out. Like these people are paying a hundred to three hundred dollars for tickets to like watch the actual golf. Yep. So like that's decent a, a decent amount of money and. If that were me and I got kicked out, I would not be going to that tour afterwards. More so just as a, a middle finger to, you know, the PGA. I know my ticket would get bought by somebody else, but 
you know, it would at least make me feel better. But you're right. This is this is something that can bring more. I mean, it shows golfers have emotion, and, and it can bring more people to the sport. And they're screwing it up. Big facts, man. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's that time of the night. It's that time of the night for the best bets of the week. This is the segment every week where Ben and I give you our two best bets heading into the week. Last week, we were not so good. We both we went 0-2. We went 0-4. I had Bucks plus 2. They got absolutely fucking shellacked. And I had Phoenix Nuggets under 220 and a half. And that one went over. Only one, like of two, only one of two games to go over in the entire series, by the way. Yep. And then Ben had Chicago Moneyline over San Diego. That was hell. The had, game San Diego won in that series. Yep. <laughs> and then you had Montreal Winnipeg over five and a half and that went under. So where are you going this week, Ben? What are the money plays? Okay, so I, I kind of talked about this. I'm going to stick with hockey and uh, and baseball again, but I, I kind of talked about this one earlier. Um, we've got two absolutely great goalies uh, in the Montreal and Vegas series. Um, I mean, you look at uh, at the playoff numbers for Carey Price, and he's sitting at a uh, 90.935, sorry, 93.5 uh, save percentage with 1.97 goals against average. You've got Marc-Andre Fleury, who they'd better start in game one if they go liner and would be pissed. Um, but he is, uh, he's sporting a 0.93, sorry, 923 uh, with a 1.9. Oh, can't talk. Again, this beer is 11.1. 1.91 goals against average. Um, so these two goalies are just absolutely, you know, standing on their heads. So we're going to go with the under five and a half uh, for the game one of the series. It's going to be a long series. I think all of these games are going to be low scoring. So uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, and then second best bet of the week, we are going to go the Washington Nationals money line over Pittsburgh. Uh, Nationals did some work this weekend against my Giants. And uh, it, it definitely surprised me there. Uh, but Pittsburgh's just, they're just so trash. You look at their offensive numbers, they're 30th in the league in, in runs, 26th in hits, 19th in walks, and 6th in strikeouts. So, yeah, they're not striking out a lot, but uh, they're not getting anybody on base. Um, so that's going to be a problem. You've got old man John Lester on the hill, um, who he wasn't is bad in his last point. start, though. Nope, he was not bad in his last start. Um, he's sporting a 4.19 ERA. Um, but he's he's had a lot of starts and he's been he's been going up against some tough teams uh, when he does not play tough teams it's it's a completely different story um, so we're gonna go with Washington uh, money line at minus 120 in Pittsburgh great nice. uh, that's good value minus 120 is great value absolutely great value so we'll make some money there is good value. Uh, did the Nationals beat the Giants today? They did. They won like three out of four of those games, huh? Uh, yeah. Yep. And they're playing hot. They're playing. They're playing some good ball right now. That's a good bet, right there, Ben. Yep. All right. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take uh, my first bet. I'm gonna take Sixers minus three here. 
talked about it earlier. I think the series is a wrap, uh, a wrap going forward. I think Sixers handle business here. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's that. I don't think there's much more that's to say. say. That's, <laughs> there's much more. I talked about a lot of it earlier, so I don't want to go overboard too much. So we're going to take Sixers minus three. And now I'm going Clippers, Jazz over 223. The over is hit in the last two games, two out of three times in this series. Every time these teams have played this season, too, I mean, we're talking a lot of times this game, these uh, these games have gone over. First uh, matchup went over 228. They faced, um, this is before this, the playoffs. Second time they faced under, but the first time they faced went over. So these two teams are hot. Clippers scored 136 points. Jazz didn't shoot as well, but I expect them to bounce back and hit more shots this next game. I, 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 I want to stay away from the spread, even though I think the Clippers are going to win. So I would also dabble in Clippers money line, but I'm going to take over 223. Nice. Hell yeah. I mean, I know I liked how our, our bets were last week, but uh, it just didn't work out to me. But I do like, uh, I like both of your bets there. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, we've been hot on mine Square Sharks, though. Yeah. yeah, that's the good thing about Square Sharks is we talk, we talk ourselves out of some bets and we build some bets that we uh, hey. we talk ourselves into. So, uh, make sure to everybody out there go check out our Square Sharks podcast. We have been hot, hot, hot. What was it? Twelve, hot. one, and one in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks. Uh, now we're fifteen, three, and one. Whew. Okay, I'll take it. I will take it. That's a lot of money in my bank account. But uh, before we get to uh, plugging our other shows, we got some beer to talk about. Yep. You have you you doubled up from a, a brewery, which can be very good or very bad. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm kind of you know excited to hear what you think of Southern Gist Grist Brewing Company out of Nashville. Yeah, man. So the the Hilltopia, obviously the can looked like Fruitopia, which is why I bought it. Uh, blue Raz lemonade. I didn't really get a lot of lemon flavor from it. Did definitely taste some blueberries and raspberry though out of that one. It was a sour ale, only four percent. Very very easy to drink. I mean, I could have killed a whole four pack of them. You know what I'm saying? And like being able to, you know, go play a game of basketball. I was gonna say, don't drive. So it's a great Not after four beers of, of anything. Yeah. So I mean it's a great summertime, like let's hang out, barbecue type beer. And, and same with the Pilsner too. It, it it really just depends on, you know, what you like. I love Pilsners, um, and earthy Pilsners especially. And this is <laughs> a very easy to drink, you know, modern Pilsner. Yeah. That's what it is. And you know, you can go get a Coors Light or a fucking PBR, or you can get a Southern Crisp, you know, hopped Pilsner. There's some great Pilsners out there, so. Yeah. I love it. So, I'm going to go the, the Hilltopia. I'm going to go four out of five. I would drink it again. I would buy it again. The Southern Crisp, I'm going to go 4.2 out of five. Definitely enjoyed this one. If you like Pilsners, I definitely would give it a try. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Um, all right, so I had um, I had the two beers tonight too. I had the collaboration. Uh, we always have two beers. What am I saying? Eleven point one. I had the collaboration between the Ecliptic Ecliptic Brewing Company and Von Ebert Brewing Company. Um, both of those are going to be out of Portland, and that was the Blackberry Meyer Lemon Ale coming in at six point 
oh percent 11.1 there we go <laughs> no it's it's doing work on me um this one was pretty good um i'm a huge fan of ecliptic um you know it was it was definitely an an ale um you know and it, it was a little kind of sour with the taste of the blackberry and the Meyer lemon um, it wasn't my favorite out of the ones I've tried from Ecliptic. I'm still going to give it a 3.9 um, because it's definitely a, a beer that you can drink. It's a beer that I would drink again, um, but I don't think I'd put it to the point where I'm going out of my way to get it. Um, I, I've had a, a few other beers that I would turn to at Ecliptic before I would go to you know this collaboration there. Um, so I'm going to put that one at a 3.9. Still a great beer. Definitely try it. Um, but this power plant, triple IPA, 11.1%. This was good. I'm surprised. Um, I usually, again, I don't like heavy beers because even if it's a high percentage, I feel like it's a, a full meal. And this one was clear, uh, which I haven't really seen in a lot of IPAs recently. Um, and it was something that you didn't necessarily feel was at least while you were drinking it didn't have that taste of a high percentage beer um so putting it at 11.1 uh i definitely feel it but um you know it's it's not something that is really going to kind of put you on your ass um so i'm gonna give this one a 4.25 um it's a it's got a great taste to it you you kind of have that hop forward you know taste to it it's a good ipa um, you definitely know that it's been dry hopped because it has that smell and that uh, that hot forwardness to it. Um, so, man, I I understand why El Segundo is getting a lot of praise for this beer because it is oh, yeah. it is a behemoth, as they say. Um, but uh, it's it's a drinkable eleven point one, and I don't think I've ever been able to say I've had a drinkable eleven point one before. So <laughs> that's a heavy beer, man. It's a heavy beer. Um, I could probably have one. Yeah, it's like a go think, to sleep type beer. Yeah, I think if I had to, I would be, I would be asleep. Um, but if I'm looking to have a single beer, that's going to at least give me, you know, a really good buzz. This is the beer I'm going to be turning to. Um, so four point. Well, I'm going to pump it up to a four point three. All right. All right. Just because it's, I like uh, it. it was it was good. It was good, and everything that I, I just said made me think it was a little bit better than I previous. But so great beer. Um, this one wasn't Tavour, but uh, I have seen El Segundo beers on Tavour before. So everybody out there, make sure to go and check out, um, you know, Tavour, either Tavour.com or downloading the Tavour app to get the best craft beers delivered straight to your front door from breweries all around the U.S. Make sure to use promo code TAPROOM when signing up. It gets you 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. For some of those beers on there, it is that's two free beers. Um, oh. So it's a, it's a great program. You build your, your shopping cart up for the month, and then it ships out at the end of the month. And, um, man, last time, last time I had 42 beers. Sorry, sec, two times ago I had 42 beers. This last time I think I had 36. So it's a... Uh, it, they're great beers. I'm loving it. Um, Jordan, I know you're waiting on a, uh, a shipment with I a bunch am of beers. Waiting on and, uh, Yeah, it's going to be, it, you'll, you'll be happy with them. I know we've got some of the same ones on there. So, 
Uh, but everybody out there, thank you for listening to Taproom Sports Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. You can check out our network's Twitter at Taproom underscore sports. You can check out Jordan's, which is at Jordan Rules TSP, or you can look for mine, but uh, you ain't going to find it. Um, you can also search on Facebook for Taproom Sports Podcast, or you can just visit our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. You can find all of our podcast info, check out our merchandise in collaboration with The Glory. Make sure to check out APR coming back on July 8th. I am super stoked about this one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a ton of fun talking about all these divisions. Um, you know, football's it, it wasn't it was my number three, but it was kind of a, a distant number three, and it's moving up closer to baseball and football there. So um, I'm I'm super stoked for the new season, and uh, we're going to have a ton of guests on uh, on this you know this season. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm so stoked about it. So make sure to check that out. Uh, make sure to check out Square Sharks. As we mentioned earlier, Jordan and I are hot. We are way hot. Hot, 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 hot. Um, we, uh, we, maybe 10 minutes before we, we go live, we pick a couple games. We, um, we go over those games during the podcast and we pick out our best bets from the, you know, the different views that we look at for, you know how we bet on games and it's it's shown that it's been really successful um you know we're making a ton of money off of this and we want you guys to make a ton of money off this too um if you think our bets suck like our best bets did last week then hey you can fade us um you know adding your own personal opinion into what we're looking at is always a good thing too um but uh make sure to to go on go on our facebook go on our instagram go on our uh, our twitters suggest a game that we want you want to see us uh, to you know make a bet for yep. um moving forward we've uh, we've made a rule that we are going to we're going to do two games at least two games that that we want to talk about and then it, at least one game that one of our listeners want to talk about so um put a game out there that you want to see um we'll definitely shout you out on the podcast and uh, you know we'll, we'll hopefully build a, a good bet and some good reasons for that bet and uh we'll be winning you some money so make sure to again hit up our our instagram hit up our twitter hit up jordan at jordan rules tsp again on twitter um and uh you know tell us what you want to hear about but uh that's it thank you all for listening to the podcast we had some great beers tonight we had uh a ton of sports to talk about but uh We'll see you on what Tuesday and Thursday for for Square Sharks, but uh, Tuesday and Friday. App room. That's Tuesday and Friday. Excuse me, uh, for Square Sharks. Um, and and we'll see you guys in a week for the next App Room Sports podcast. But we are out. That's Jordan. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Let's let's go. Colin Ben Larson. 